Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Whatever Podcast. Today, we have some exciting news. Connor, what have you been working on? I, I, I was really happy you didn't butcher that intro like uh, all the other episodes. <laughs> I was about to you got that. like, one, two, three. I, I, I've always wanted it to be kind of more of a longer intro. Like, I've been trying to think of something, but uh, I decided not to try it today. I just kept so it stretching out your words rather than... You you got it in one take. Keep it short. That way yeah. you can. We don't yeah, have we, three takes. So. We 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 won't we won't ruin it for you. Okay. What have I been working on? You ask. Well, I sat down. I sat down two weeks ago, and <clears throat> I had an idea. Oh my god! Oh, look at that. <laughs> I, I had an idea that I had to go through with. I started writing it just for fun, and uh, it follows the story. Of a good friend of ours, Austin Marlowe. Hmm. And now he is a software developer actively creating the metaverse. Ugh. And Preston also works for the development company, but he is creating like maps and like concept art and building worlds inside the metaverse so they like work for the same company different departments yada 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 whole thing well austin since he's like one of the main developers of the metaverse he finds himself having a hard time completely giving into the metaverse he still wants to uh he still wants to spend most of his time in real life however multiple um world events have led us to a point where everything is inside the metaverse everything is virtual we do like literally we work sleep everything is inside the metaverse so i wrote this it started as a web series but i just recently took away that format and combined it into like one long project it is a script it is hold on hold on 90 it's like 90 pages yeah <laughs> I was gonna say it's pretty long. <laughs> it's a nine, it's a ninety page script. It, it's uh, wow the the quickest script I've ever written, uh, and I, so far I've gotten nothing but wonderful feedback because it's just it's silly, it's ridiculous, it's like heartwarming, it's uh, it's intense, it's dramatic, it's it's everything across the board, and and, and I'm I am really proud of it despite the fact that people don't know half of the inside jokes that, you know, but here's the way that I view it. Cause I just recently watched the Pentaveret with Mike Myers and he did an interview and he was saying, when I was writing all my previous projects, I was writing it for such a niche sense of humor. I didn't think the rest of the world was going to get it. So maybe that's just me, but so far wonderful feedback. I'm currently working on the second draft and Preston has quite the role in uh, in the script and is also doing concept art, but I'll, I'll I'll let I'll let you guys talk and then I'll like I'll share more information about it in a little bit because I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. <laughs> so so ninety pages. Yeah. How long did did it take to get the ninety pages out of out of you, Preston? When did I send you that final copy? Here I'll look it up. Don't yeah, worry. it's in okay. the Discord. <laughs> So I started two weeks ago, and I finished um, – I 
last Thursday. So wow. about a, 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 maybe like eight days. When are you working on this? When did you uh, have time to write 90 pages? Any moment I had, I was sitting down and I was typing like on my lunch. I was like eating and then just <laughs> eating and then <laughs> wrenching away. I'd come home and, and, uh, when the dogs were doing their thing, I would just go at it. So stay up late some nights and just type away, sit on the couch and like type it on my phone. So where's this going? Where's the script going? I don't know. Um, we, so I, I have a large group of people who actually really want to make it because they think it's so good and it's fun and it's going to be, it always helps when you have uh, people who are excited. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone who I wrote a part for, they're all like, this is amazing. You have my, my backing. You've got my support. Um, but the, 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 the fun, I, I see it as like more of a fun thing now rather than a difficult thing. The fun thing is like getting half of the environments to come to life because a lot of it takes place in a fictional city, like a, like a digitized version of Japan. If Japan was solely based off of like their popular culture. Um, so Preston is drawing me concept art for that, but then we have to figure out how are we going to turn Indiana? Yeah. And this is where it gets cool. This is where I, this is where I uh, was going to talk about what I wanted to share later, but go ahead, go ahead, Preston. I'll clue you in because I haven't told you either. Yeah. I was just saying, I thought whenever you mentioned the green screen last night, yeah, I thought, oh man, I have a really good idea for that. We just need like a, like just a large space that we could get like three big green screen, like, uh, to fit. And then we would just film in front of that the whole time. And then we should just like film first. And then me and you could work on getting the, uh, like the FX and like all the different things put in afterwards. So it doesn't even have to be that complicated because working with multiple green screens is kind of difficult because you have to like get lighting and stuff, right? Like everything has to be perfect. And when you're, when you're shooting like a very particular scene on a green screen, you often have to do um, actual set lighting. So you like Mm. create the environment, right? Which is why concept art is so important because you take, you like frame it up and you say, okay, this is what the shot's going to look like. This is what the environment's going to look like. Now, if I was the camera, what lighting sources do I see on screen? Because you can simulate light, but it's difficult if you're doing uh, rotoscoping and light simulation. Like you have to manually pretty much like brush in the light and the glow. And and it's, it's really, really annoying. But what you can do is you can take LED panels that are color changing or ice lights, which are like these long light bars and different, different things. And you place these around the subject. So the subject is actively being lit by the, these light sources. And then when you go in and you key out and rotoscope your, your subject, you've got just your subject and that environment suddenly comes to life because you have strategically placed and matched up set lighting with VFX line. Does that make sense? So like if, like if, if you're going to like... Not at all. A, so if you're going to put a lamp... So I'm currently doing a commercial at work where everything is green screen, everything is CG, and I'm really excited for it to come out. It's so cool. Mm. But right. it, it's a living room. 
And in the back of the living room, there is a lamp. And this lamp acts as our key light, which is a light right behind. So if you look at the screen and you see Preston, that circular light in the back, mm-hmm. that's a key light. Because what, what it's doing is it's providing like a, a back light yeah. for him. So it, it's like separation from him in the background. Okay. Well, to make green screen look convincing you have to have good separation of your background, which is why focus and lenses is so important with like digital focus. So what we did to sell the illusion that it's uh, CG is we put a virtual lamp behind the subject. Hmm. But in real life on the green screen, we took just a light box and we changed it to like the color of the lamp like the the color the light color of the lamp and we placed it like it was actually there. So now now that he's like totally removed, that lamp looks like it's actually giving off light and it's actually affecting the subject in front of it even though the lamp doesn't exist whatsoever. Oh. It's re- really cool. <laughs> really freaking cool, but it is so complicated. But <laughs> Sorry, another tangent. Preston, this is how we're going to do it. So I'm, I'm explaining this to my concept artist while also explaining it to Chris, who's just a movie buff. I'm just here to watch it. So Unreal Engine 5 mm-hmm. has been out for a little while. Not a whole lot of people know how to use it, but it's notorious for being like the VFX engine behind like the Mandalorian. Uh, so okay. I don't know if you've ever seen the the Mandalorian behind the scenes where they have like all the different LED scenes. So yep. what they do is they create the environment and they pump it onto these screens. And then they have this 3D camera tracker on the real camera. So every time they move the camera, it moves in the environment, but captures real images. So it, It'll remove, it'll, it'll like act like a green screen with the subject and then automatically place him in a CG set in Unreal Engine 5. I found a way to do this, but without all that fancy technology. We create the scene based off of Preston's concept art. We place the subject in front of a green screen. We attach an iPhone with a camera tracker app to the camera shoot the scene, take the green screen footage, key out the person, and animate the virtual camera using the camera tracker data that we pull off of the iPhone. So it matches the actual camera movement, and everything looks perfect. It's a smart hmm. idea. It's. Re- I'm so excited. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. Ah, okay. Sounds complicated. In, in nerding <laughs> out. It, it, it is, but like you'd be surprised how accessible this uh technology it's and crazy like, what softwares are. It is insane what uh people like us can do now and are yeah. able to do with what you have. Accessibility, yeah, like, man. It's crazy. I obviously I didn't go to school for any of this kind of stuff, so I've just been like working at it as a hobby on the side and You'd be Honestly, surprised how much you can actually pick up because the people have made it so easy to use nowadays. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I learned pretty much all of my uh, video trickery from working 
my last job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you realize when you're working with no money whatsoever, no sense. You can do a lot of nothing. things. I was going to say, like, one really, of my... really, creative. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite projects I ever did while I was working there is I wanted to recreate, like, an iPhone-esque. And, Connor, I'm pretty sure you've seen it before. Like, an iPhone or, like, an Apple-esque commercial. Yeah. And <laughs> I didn't have a green screen or anything, but the walls in the back room were painted the exact same green that green screens use. I mean, you can use, like, as long as you have a solid collar. But... um. I, I just I just shot the iPhone like with me like like doing this like just out of frame and then pulling the iPhone up in front of the painted like wall and uh, green screened it out turned on the brightness ton made the whole background black and it just looked like the iPhone like if you're using like a robotic thing to like lift it up and like shooting move it around yeah ah yeah. oh, it was a good one. We, we did a similar thing with uh, shingles. So if you go into, like, the Honest Abe Roofing location, they've got these big, like, examples of what your roof could look like with the shingles on top of it. Mm-hmm. And what we did is we, uh, we took in our green screen, we put it up behind the shingles, we shot it from one end, and we had someone lay beneath it and, like, tur- like rotate the shingles. And so then we keyed it out, put it in there, and it looked like an animated... Like just an animated mm-hmm. uh, shingle display. It was cool. It was fun. You can do a lot of fun stuff with cameras, man. And editing. So when does filming so start? When does filming start? I never thought it was going to get this far. And then uh, to, so there, a friend of mine who I wrote a part for is moving to Colorado in July. And he was like, Hey, I'm going to have a few weekends in June if you want to get together and get my parts done. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I, nice. Let me think about it. And then I texted Preston. I have a job for you. Please, please take it. <laughs> like <laughs> I need concept art. I need it fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, then you got to get the ducks in a row first, but the, the more prepared you are, the easier it is. And oh, yeah. I feel like going out and shooting commercials, like almost every freaking day, and how does this? How does keeps this your, uh, keeps your uh, skills sharp? That's for sure. Yeah. How does this fit in with the documentary? Just you're working it, on this is this is a total side thing, a total side thing. And I actually was going to go out two weeks ago, uh, two or three weeks ago, to go and shoot some of like start the documentary. Mm-hmm. He asked me not to come out and sh- and film that particular project because he didn't feel like it was worthy enough for me to show it off. And he's like, I promise the production in June is going to be a lot better. So uh, whatever weekends he wants me to come over, that takes top priority. That is absolute top priority. Gotcha. So it's still in the works. It's still in the works. Yeah. I'm, I'm slowly waiting on him to be like, okay, like you're good to come on this day and this day and this day. And then I'll pack up my stuff and go. Awesome. So much fun. Love it. It's great. Uh, what have you guys been up to? I've been streaming a lot of Halo. <laughs> That's all I've been doing, really. I wish I could say the same. I haven't even touched a game, dude. Like by the time I get home, I'm so tired. <sighs> yeah. Chris, uh, seen any good movies? Uh, let's see. 
I did end up, I bought, I did watch X finally. Fantastic. Oh. Fantastic movie. It was good. It was good. I liked like it. It gave, it gave a Texas Chainsaw Massacre feel uh-huh. yeah. the whole time. Yeah, it was definitely a tribute to like old campy horror for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got the Batman. It came out. Mm. Yep. I'm going to, I watched, hey, hey, real quick though, Preston, I revisited Top Gun. Going to go watch Top Gun in the theaters this week. So, oh, nice. I, I actually watched Top Gun yesterday. Did you? Yeah. I, you going to go? The day before and yesterday. So, Oh, you're gonna yeah. go catch the catch the new one. But, uh, yes, and actually, I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan because I think yeah, he's, like a, he's he's a maniac. Mm-hmm. But I heard that Top Gun Maverick got a standing ovation at the uh, the Cannes Film Festival. So that's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm I hear it's good. So I'm gonna check it out. Hey, uh, I did send you guys. So I, I've hey, been curious. on. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll get to my other thing here in a minute. Go ahead, Preston. So before you say that, I sent something like a week ago that neither of you responded to. <laughs> I, listen, you know the whole thing. Hold on. What was it? Prehistoric planet. Oh, I don't have Apple TV. No, I, just I get a free I, no, trial I, and watch I it. I saw that. I saw that, but I don't know why you sent it. I was like, what, what is this? I don't like, I've never even heard of this. I mean, anyway, Caden's excited for it. So, all right. So I'm really into like paleontology and things like that. And uh, did you guys ever watch Walking with Dinosaurs back in the day? Yeah, I can't remember it really well, but I do remember it. I watched that all the time. Like I loved, loved that documentary. So the same people who worked on that uh, got together with Apple to make a new one and it is like they use like like using all the, like the most expensive brand new cgi stuff and uh uh obviously they released it like around the same time as the new jurassic world uh movie there, there's no way they're going to be able to beat the cg used in dinosaur <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um no joke i watched it uh last night I watched the first episode last night. Three episodes are out now. Uh, the two remaining are coming out tomorrow and Friday. It is one of the coolest things I have is ever it, watched. So is it documentary style? Then? Yes. Yes. It's okay. like it's like they're following actual animals in like a documentary style. Like uh, that'd be cool. National Geographic <laughs> style. I, I, when you guys said documentary style, like I could like imagine like. The T Rex is like uh, getting getting a interview. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was hunting last night. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I came across this fella. He was quite a bit smaller than me and outran me. <laughs> but yeah, um, T Rex. Everyone who's into <laughs> dinosaurs is just freaking out about this right now. Uh, they brought in a whole bunch of like new, uh, you know, uh, finds and just like more like non like. Uh, non-mainstream uh new discoveries that we like know about dinosaurs now that not a lot of people so know it's about all factual though right yeah okay. well well as factual as a as it's as paleontology yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Guys, yeah dinosaurs were never real <laughs> <laughs> the bones were put yeah. there 
Yeah, the bones were <laughs> yeah. put there by the. I'm not. I'm not gonna finish. Gonna finish <laughs> yeah, don't. Should I? Oh, uh, why not? It's kind of funny. funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. So imagine I'm like an, I'm like an old white woman who's very frail and just came out of church. Dinosaurs weren't real. The bones were put there by minorities. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, it's a joke. I don't know. Dave Chappelle, I mean, he's a black man who's making jokes and still getting heat for it. So maybe I can't say that. <laughs> getting tackled. Yeah. As long as you're talking, as long as you're talking about old white ladies, I think you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> blue hair, not white hair, blue hair. <laughs> yeah, some old, some old woman with blue hair because she wants to be hip. Stay yeah. in. Preston, I don't think I knew that you like liked paleontology. Like, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can keep up. So when you sent pre- the prehistoric planet thing, I was like, "Is this a joke? What is this?" I don't oh, know what no. this is. It's the so only cool. thing I watch on Apple TV is Mythic Quest. <laughs> so did you geek out yeah. when you took Flora up to the museum? Oh yeah, me. That's me and Flora's favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the dinosaurs. Oh yeah, she loves it. She know she can say triceratops. <laughs> I, I I'm similar. I'm similar to you with the dinosaurs. But when I go to museums, for me, it's like ancient Egypt stuff, like mummies. Yeah. We, we went to, uh, we went to a free coolest. museum in, in St. Louis. And then like on a whim, there just happened to be like a mummy exhibit. But it was like a ticketed thing. And it was like 50 bucks. And I was like, I don't even care. Let's go. Like, I'm I'm going in. I want to see that. Yeah. It's just so, can, you, to say. can you imagine a time when dinosaurs walked on this planet? Well, like, here's the thing that makes me so, like, geeked out about dinosaurs. It's just, like, the, like, it, so, like, let's say this is us, like, our timeline of human history. Hands up a little this, more. Hands up a little more. The, this, this is all, this is all prehistoric, and this is, this is us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it is crazy that there's this much history that we'll never like truly get to know about, but like piecing it together is just like so interesting to me. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that stuff is cool. Like paleontology itself is, is very cool archeology span and all that, all that kind of stuff. I, I think like when it comes to dinosaurs, I, I do love them. I, I think they are very cool. I think I am more into the Jurassic Park aesthetic than like dinosaurs back in the day, if that makes sense, because of like the the, the nostalgia that comes with like watching Jurassic Park and seeing all that stuff, but in like a modern day, and then like riding um, dinosaur at Animal Kingdom and like getting to see those really big animatronics of the dinosaurs, all that stuff is like really cool but i love the whole science lab aspect of things i've never really sat down and like watched dinosaur stuff from back in their prime so, so how so what happened to dinosaurs preston <laughs> uh seriously because basically like, a bunch of theories right uh not like kind of uh there's kind of a more just like like so basically either it's up in the air like you like there are a few good like different options you can go with but the biggest one was the meteor crashing into the earth and causing a mass like climate change 
heating up the world so hot that dinosaurs literally couldn't um live on it anymore and so the only things that survived were some marine life and uh certain smaller creatures that were able to adjust to being able to have a scarcity of food and were able to uh adapt their diet into a way that they could still survive unlike dinosaurs um surprisingly uh in recent history uh after like you know the millions of years of how hot everything was everything you know froze over after all that just to bounce back yeah they really went through it yeah <laughs> there were uh actually some uh dinosaur fossils found that dated during the uh that would have shown that they would have been still alive during uh the freeze like so there were still some dinosaurs that were able to live in like the icy climate but ended up just like you know like they weren't able to continue their their uh evolution line and so yeah here's another cool story the last mammoths um there was only like uh 500 of them i forget what island it was but um they ended up uh conjugating onto this one island and whenever the planet started heating up again you know and then uh the the ice like uh sheet like however you would call it it started to melt away taking them away from land and being able to uh go across um I forget uh, to be able to go back to South America or uh, just the Americas itself. And so they got uh, stranded and they were the last mammoths. There were like 500 of them and they ended up going extinct because there wasn't enough genetic diversity for them to continue. Alabama, the mammoths is what I'm hearing. Pretty much. <laughs> they kept going and going until they couldn't anymore, until they were not... They lost their tusks and suddenly they became elephants, man. That's insane. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. So, so birds that we know today are, are dinosaurs. Closest related to dinosaurs. Yeah. Is is it true that the chicken is the closest related thing to the the Tyrannosaurus rex? Uh, I don't well, know about that, but I do know uh, that like just uh, like African birds. And like some yeah. subspecies of them are the closest related. Is it true? Is it is it true that the chicken came before the egg? The egg came before. Where did the egg come from? <laughs> so uh, there's this. I actually watched a video not too long ago about this. The show is called Eons on YouTube. It's a good show. You could, I, it's a fun deep dive if you ever want to get into it. Uh, Hank Green actually uh, started it. They uh, work with PBS with it. And uh, so basically uh, before the chicken, uh, technically the egg came before the chicken because the egg was the first thing to uh, be introduced into evolution to protect uh, uh, aquatic life. And then birds started using eggs to protect their youngs to keep them insulated. So uh, he's right. Uh, fact checked by science.org. Um, blah, 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 blah. Google highlighted. It's a safe bet to say the egg came first. There you go. You heard it here. Whatever. were found podcast before chickens even existed. It's interesting. That is quite interesting. Yep. Did you know the first eggs, the first eggs are what, uh, 
aquatic life like uh frogs still have was is like the mucusy sack and that was the first like eggs and then eggs were introduced when marine animals like frogs that were land animals but also aquatic animals started staying more on land and they had to develop a uh, more robust way of keeping their babies insulated without having the uh, jelly being destroyed did you know that uh when you were talking about the uh the african birds um that there is a bird found in africa african bird that they actually recorded their calls because they run as a pack similar to velociraptors so they recorded their calls and used it to sound design the velociraptors in Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. So it's funny, like, I don't even know how long they've known that African birds are, like, the closest thing we have to stuff like that. But we we were already using, like, that's what we imagined. Oh, they probably sounded something like this, so we'll make yeah, it something be, like I that. actually, so... <laughs> I actually just re- like just watched another thing on this uh, not too long ago. So um, there's this noise, and you can look it up. Uh, alligators mating. That would be the closest thing that a dinosaur would sound like. So uh, okay, using uh, all right. So using fossils, uh, uh, paleontologists were able to like see that dinosaurs heard in a completely different frequency than us. It was a lot lower. So. Uh, if we Is were it call? to be, no, uh, no, yeah, mating call. Okay. So, so pull that T-Rexes, up, Connor. Get that T Rex queued up. Wouldn't have the voice to make large roars. It would just be like shaking your earth. Like you wouldn't be able to hear it, but you would feel it. <laughs> this sounds like a <laughs> 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 Yeah, their their vocalizations. We wouldn't have been able to hear them. All right. They would. It would just. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Let's check it out. Preston, let me know when you're tuned in. I'm, for t- the, I'm tuned uh, in. All right. <laughs> that man's starting up as Harley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of scary, kinda, man. Kind of sounds like a toilet flushing to me. <laughs> what kind of toilet? You, got, oh, oh, the right, old, you might have the to old, check that checked out, Chris. The old imagine, jet. <laughs> yeah, imagine I'm, I'm, in a, I'm like in a plane, right? I just got done yeah. playing. That's... <laughs> so you going to do it again? Come on, buddy. Ready. Oh, there we go. <laughs> suck right out of the toilet. Or maybe what happens over or, what or maybe what, flying over. Maybe what happens before you flush the toilet. Maybe that's what I meant. <laughs> In my stomach. <laughs> that's a, hey, that's that's after Taco Bill. <laughs> that's uh we're saving that for Preston's new proposed show. Hey, uh, here's where I get my history. Dark. There we, <laughs> Here go. we go. Yeah. There's there's the there's the dinosaur history, Preston, right there. There you go. I'm I'm telling you, uh, I, and then you can just get it multiple times. Oh, I've got like <laughs> four copies of the freaking movie. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They're like, "Hey, get it on Blu-ray, great!" But but wait, get it on Blu-ray in this massive pack. Okay, cool. 
But wait. But wait. 4K. 4K. Dude, that that's that, that noise is kind of scary, man. I, I don't know. I mean, and just imagine a T Rex doing that. It would literally sh- like shake the ground beneath you. <laughs> I thought. You but why did they have? Why did they have arms like or... this? Why why did they have arms like this, Preston? Um, so really it's kind of like uh, it's kind of sim like what they speculate it to be is you know, they didn't like obviously they evolved from something and not needing long art like having their you know mouth and their powerful jaws being their main component of being able to hunt and having their powerful legs to be able to chase things down and having the you know having the resources go to arms was not a very big priority so you see that with a lot of dinosaurs that were mostly on their two legs um and uh, one thing uh, that I thought was really cool that's in the uh, um, that's in the documentary uh, Prehistoric Planet. They show uh, this one uh, subset of T Rex. I forget what the exact uh, uh, name of it is called, but it's a smaller version of a T Rex. I forget. Yeah, I forget what it's called. But they had the arms uh, collared, kind of like how uh, you know, like peacocks have their feathers, or like how uh, ostriches have wings, that, but don't use them in any other way besides either mating or showing off. Uh, they had the arms like a bright color, kind of like how they show like a lot of dinosaurs nowadays for, um, you know, being able to tell like what, like, uh, like a, a triceratops, they kind of speculate that they would have been able to see their herds depending on what color or like, or like tolerant orientation that they had. Um, they show this uh, T-Rex using its uh, like bright colored arms to uh, attract uh, like females, even though they didn't actually use them. It was just more of like a uh, like a fashion piece. Interesting. I have to check it out. Definitely do. They're doing like they're, they're doing a bunch of free trials right now. I got a seven day free trial just to watch this. <laughs> and, and I tell you what, when, when you're done watching that. Watch Mythic Quest. Okay. It's so funny. It's by the guys who write It's Always Sunny. But it's about game developers working on a game that's like World of Warcraft. It is so funny. <laughs> so funny. It's got Abed from Community. It's, it's got... Uh, it's got... Um, uh, Cricket, the guy who plays Cricket, David Hornsby. Um... It's got a couple of people I've never heard of. It's on uh, Apple. Yeah, yeah, and it's got Mac. Mac is is the lead, and it's hilarious, mm. very funny. So yeah, go get all that history, all that all that prehistoric goodness, and then when you're when you're done, and you're like, man, I feel so enlightened. Ruin all that knowledge with Mythic Quest. Fill oh. all those brain cells with Mythic Quest. Did you watch this one? No, I haven't. I haven't either. No, I haven't watched it yet. I got to check it out. I just picked it up. Dave Grohl horror movie. The old Foo Fighters. Speaking of movies. So I just went, I I was in uh, Duggar today. Uh, Had to go. What were you in Duggar for? Had to pick up Flora. from Oh, all right. Stayed at the hospital with Cheyenne last night. So 
I had Flora stay with Mamaw. She lives in Linton, though. Huh? She lives in Linton. I know. There's a lot of inconsistency. Inconsistencies, Preston. What's going on here? Why, why are you in Duggar? Because I went to go see Dave. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Your mom's <laughs> house. Yeah, okay. There, there's gotcha. that too. <laughs> yeah, there I went, we go. I was, since I, I figured since I was in there, I uh, decided to run over to Duggar real quick. Go see Dave. And I was like, you know what Dave would really love? He'd really love the Batman, the new Batman car. Did you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And so Did I queued up the Batman for him. No, I uh, queued up uh, HBO Max for him on the TV, and I was like, "You gotta watch this movie." <laughs> Did you guys watch it? it? Left. Uh, no, I just uh, turned on. I uh, just turned on the uh, uh, car chase scene for him. And oh, you like it? Oh yeah, he loved it. He thought it was so cool. So I, I think he's like. That was cool, man. <laughs> no, he loved it. <laughs> um, yeah, he's uh, going to check it out now. So Good. I need to watch it again, but I, I feel like I watch it. So he was like, who's I playing the Batman? The I was like, uh, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> he was like, who's that? And I was like, uh, you know, you know, the main guy from Twilight. And he was like, oh, Just, yeah. Don't he worry goes, about it. Don't worry. He goes, he, got, he was like, which one was he? The vampire or the uh, werewolf? And I was like, the uh, vampire. He's like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. And I was like, oh, yeah. he's actually wa- he's actually watched Twilight. Well, yeah, my mom and Paisley. And me, I actually watched that. I feel that. like, I feel like, uh, I feel you should have been like, Robert Pattinson, who's that? Have you ever seen a movie called Tenet with John David Washington? <laughs> <laughs> He's from that. What's Tenet? And then you get two yeah. movies in. <laughs> the Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Check you it out. The Lighthouse with Will Wilmerfoe. <laughs> Is that the one where he's like masturbating on the lamp? Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I haven't watched the I haven't watched the movie again, but I started watching some of the bonus features. Those are good. Oh, the Batman. Yeah. Uh, they they did. I I want to say that they did um something similar for the Batman, in the sense that they created the virtual set and did the whole three D camera tracking thing. Um, they did. Oh yeah, they did. They did it for uh the scene where they're on the rooftop after all the flooding. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. The whole scene was shot exactly how I want to shoot everything. Not Makes everything, sense. but uh, all the hard stuff. Cool. Movies are fun, guys. It's where all of our BS comes to life. <laughs> hey, do you guys do you guys watch David Letterman's show on Netflix? No. I actually don't. My next guest. Mm-mm. Oh, it's it. good. Oh, I like oh, David. Chris. Chris. Yeah. The Will right, Smith thing. I got you off yes, track. Yes, that's really. where I'm. No, okay. that's where I'm going. That's gotcha. where I'm going. I didn't want you to so, forget about it. No. So if you watch David Letterman, which I think this is his fourth season, the show's really good. He does a really good. I always liked David Letterman before, but what he's got now is is really cool. He just oh, yeah, kind of sits really down good. and sits down, talks to his guest, whoever that is, kind of goes to their house or their home location and kind of cuts back to them talking in front of the stage and then kind of back and forth. Will Smith was one of his guests on his new season. Obviously it was taped before the Oscars and it makes note of that. 
but he talks about his book, which I knew he had a, I knew he had a autobiography out before, yeah, I but saw, I, I saw the vlog for, uh, when he was like sitting down with his whole team of writers. Yeah. And I never read it before. And I never listened to it, but he mentions, he mentions it a little bit on the show with David Letterman. And so I started listening to it too, because he gave a little bit of a, Hey, here's kind of a little flavor from the book, kind of get you hyped up to go check it out. I know why he acted the way he did now at the Oscars by listen by listening to his his book, but also kind of what he shared on the episode with Dave. So he's always so he he grew up kind of a unique individual. He he lived in like a a black community, but he went to a Catholic church with all white people. He was raised on a lot of good TV sitcoms and he just lived kind of in between black community and white community and kind of bounced back, but he was always his self, so but he's like in the black community watching the Dick Van Dyke show with his buddies. Correct. Well, okay. not with his buddies, but he would well, watch just it. Him. Yeah. Just him. Yeah. Because he was different than his buddies at school that were a bunch of, kind of white guys he had to figure out how to connect and relate with them but then on the street he had to figure out how to connect and relate to the crowd that he ran with on the street and i mean even his kind of it goes into the history of how he got started with uh uh dj uh jazzy jeff right the early starts of him and fresh prince but before that, as he was raised as a kid from his dad, his dad was tough. Um, he just lived a, a tough life with his dad. He, he like respects his dad and everything, but he was just a, a fearful individual. And he talks about a time when he was, I think he, he was like eight or nine years old. And he saw his dad hit his mom so hard that it knocked her out, like in their bedroom. Like his dad was a physical abuser and his whole life he struggled with kind of thinking of himself as a coward because he never stood up against his dad for his mom. And it kind of goes, he goes, talks about going through life, kind of carrying that burden. And as I was listening to his book, which I'm like five chapters into it. It's like, you know what? That makes sense. When when that happened on the stage of the Oscars and kind of what he was going through, kind of as kind of introspective looking into kind of the things he's going through as an individual, because he talks about some of that as well. But kind of thinking back from even the early stages of a kid and how he felt like he was a coward his whole life to bring it to that point where he's making fun of his wife. Granted, we know the rela Rocky relationship they have, but I see that kind of boiling up inside of him and saying, you know what? I'm not going to be a coward in this situation. I'm going to walk up and I'm going to do something about this. He's still a that, piece of shit. <laughs> that book brings light to that situation though, to, to, bring a little bit more layers to him just being an idiot walking up on stage, smacking somebody idiot. in the face. <laughs> He's <Yeah>. still an idiot. <laughs> there's, I, I think there's some baggage like it, that comes along with that though. I, I mean, you can have all the baggage you want. Insight. That doesn't, 
make it right. <laughs> I think maybe it shed some insight to the decision that he made, but like I think maybe it, maybe he took away the wrong lessons from from having all of that that stuff building up. It, it, I I I think like I I know we've talked about this, but like now that time has kind of we we've we've it's been away from us for a while you know we've other things have been going on i think looking back on that situation it's um one of those things where he just felt like everyone's going to talk about this and if i don't do something then <laughs> it's not going to be me that they're talking about so good or bad i think he like thought he was going to be the bigger person um but i i, I don't know i mean yeah i mean I, I'm, I think... I'm yeah i'm I, i'm curious about that too though because i i don't know if it was that deep where he thought i'm gonna be the one they talk about but it it, it really has ruined his career at least for the short term Did because i don't a lot of his shows I, think. I don't see him picking up work in the near future i mean eventually i think he will but i think this has really damaged him in a pretty negative way i mean like did you guys see dave Chappelle get punched on stage punched he he got tackled did you see the guy that yeah did you see what happened to the guy he got fucked up he like he like jumped out of the way though he didn't get straight tackled he he was able to dodge out of the way uh, and the guy fell on the ground and all of his men came out and like started beating the crap out of him because because uh, Dave Chappelle gets back up. And this is what I love about Dave Chappelle. He gets up and he's like, thank God that was late, was was clumsy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, thank God he was clumsy. Um, yeah, that, that was pretty crazy. So Dave, so Dave Chappelle's getting heat, too. Like, I mean, he just had a special at. uh the the Hollywood Bowl opening for John Mulaney. I don't think it was opening for John Mulaney. I think they were co-headlining. It's freaking Dave Chappelle. Uh, but I guess like I I saw that he was. Everyone was like, I can't believe like if you still stand behind Dave Chappelle after what he said at the Hollywood Bowl. And I thought if I had the money to be at the Hollywood Bowl, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's I'd, crazy. I'd be there. <laughs> yeah, if I'd I'd be there and I'd love every bit of it. So I know you don't want to talk about this, Preston, but it's got to be mentioned with the Texas shootings. So we're not. I'm with We need to. We need to acknowledge it because we can't just not like we can't just act like it didn't happen. Here's what I want to talk about with this, though. So 19 or more uh, young elementary kids have been viciously murdered by an 18 year old, as well as two teachers in a school in Texas. My, my question thinking about the individual that tackled Dave Chappelle, thinking about what's going through the mind of Will Smith at the time, what is going on in society and people's mind right now? I mean, what makes people think they can do these types of things now? It's like, what is, what is going on with mental illness in our society? I think if we had the answer to that question, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it. Cause I mean, what is go like, I'm, I'm listening to Will Smith. I mean, I'm thinking about what he is. He's kind of thinking as he's sitting there, hum, hugely successful individual, hugely successful individual came from nothing. And it's like, 
all of the fame and fortune he's got. And it's like, I, I don't think that, and, and he's very clear about it. It's not satisfying to him. There's something internally that he's going through demons he's fighting or, or whatever, but it's like, man, there's, there's so many people fighting things inside of them. And it's like, at, at some point, America has got to come to its senses and reality that we've got some mental illness problems in our world. A guy that, that, a, a guy that runs up on ability to, it's just the American system. I mean, <laughs> but a guy whoa, that whoa, whoa, that runs on, up on, on, on. The, a guy that runs up on stage too and tackles a comedian, thinking that with a knife, right, like a gun with a knife sticking out of it, that he was going to try to do some damage. Of, I mean, what makes you think you can do that? That makes no sense. That was to a rational passive, individual. That was the most passive answer I've ever heard to such a serious question. Like <laughs> you were like, it's it's not a laughing matter. I know, but like, here's what, yeah, man, it's the system, dude. No, it really it's, is. It's, it really it's, is. It's the American system. Well, I I mean, I don't know. Like, what's the American system? Like what? Like what are you talking about? Like are you talking about uh, the the fact that we vote in a democracy? Like like what what aspect of the American system affects? the safety of individuals from, from absolute psychopaths. No, like people can't get help. <laughs> so we put, we put money to the wrong places. That's where I think I, I yeah. feel like a lot of that, like from a, a political, uh, from a political standpoint, you're, you're funding certain things when there are other things that are extremely underfunded. You hear, you hear a lot, like when we heard when when George Floyd uh, was killed at the hands of a, a police officer, which was totally nonsense, right? You hear a lot of defund the police, Black Lives Matter. The defund the police movement was like, hey, there's a problem here. We need to devote funding towards trying to intervene into individuals that have problems not just pay more for weapons and yeah, armored we vehicles to, and things like that we need how about we take some of the money the into training training <laughs> yeah i was gonna say for, <laughs> yeah like, like how about how about you you get like a filter you know you put more money and get like a Cause like, extra background check or something here's, i don't know like a here's something test. that i yeah Here's something I, I thought was really interesting. I was listening to an interview with a uh, former, like uh, a former uh, Marine. And uh, he was talking about uh, police brutality and things like that. And he was just talking about how insane, like little, like obviously you go through some training, but the difference in training that you go through with like going into the army or like any, you know, that, that kind of thing, Marines, army, you go through so much training. And, a lot of people will say like, uh, you know, you need a lot of police officers, but like you, you need like we have a lot of people in the army. And I feel like um, people who are in the army should have like it would be great if you could have like a program that you could be enlisted in the army and after you do your training. You can like uh, transfer you to being a police officer while you're on uh, like still working for the army. Or like having all that training that you go through with discipline and uh, like 
Because like with the army and my uh, cousin, I've also talked to him about this. He was uh, he was stationed in Japan for a long time. Um, they they kind of break you, you know. They train you to deal with really stressful situations, and you well, can I think handle. You just become desensitized off of the the brutality of the training that they go through. I mean, that's like, the point. I, I so you can handle firsthand lied on their psychological evaluation that they had to fill out before going into the Marines or into the army. Hmm. So I, but like, how, how do you approach, I get what you're saying. Like, like I, I totally understand. And I think, I think that that's a route that should be explored. But what happens when you like half the guys that go into the military go into it for funding for college, not to be a police officer. I mean, you don't have to, I'm just saying like, maybe there's an option that you could do that while you're being in, like while you're in the army. You're awfully young when you join the army too. I mean, you can be a police officer at 18. Can yeah. you really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> would, like, you just go through, you go you through a few go months through, at the academy. Yeah. You just take mm -hmm. tests and do a physical test. I, yeah, I, I think, think there's got to be some psychological evaluations before it, the training. Because what comes with that is a lot of power, okay. and that can be abused very easily. I feel like people need to stop being so damn con like concerned about me going 55 and a 45 and focus their attention to the domestic abuse meth they gotta, that are right they behind gotta, my house ruining the community, you know? Like you gotta get that money, Connor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. I guess the we're not funding them. The crazy thing is our we're, what we're living in right now, it's like how do we I mean, I I walked through a Walmart just yesterday and it's like there's no baby formula on the shelves. And it's like Here's people another are, problem with the system, pe Connor. People, people, people <laughs> so, it's gotta be specific, Preston. Like, <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yes, it's the American system. So, all right, here, like, here's the story. Zoom in, here's like, the show story. Me here's the story of the of the baby formula thing. So, the biggest baby formula manufacturer in Michigan had known bad machinery that was tagged that should be replaced because metals were getting into the baby formula. It was put in writing that they needed to get it done and they wouldn't do it because it cost too much money and two babies are dead and they shut down the factory and there's no more. And that's the biggest one in the country. But is that the American yeah. system? Or is yes. That, uh, is, that, is that a board of shareholders it's, being too damn? No, it's because about, about. the government isn't doing anything about it. So here's an interesting. It should be regulated. Baby formula, babies needs to be regulated. Did you know that Joe Biden gave away a bunch of formula to illegal aliens that are residing here in the United States before putting it back on the shelves? <sighs> no, no. I did see Indiana got like a, a bunch of formula that just got shipped in this week. So yeah, I don't, people I, from I, New hopefully. York have been driving to Indiana, the Midwest, uh, driving to Michigan, Wisconsin to get baby formula. <laughs> and not to mention babies that need specific formula that doesn't have any type of 
milk based yeah. stuff it, in it. it goes, yeah, it my so my to, daughter uh, my daughter was on a soy based formula too. It, it's difficult when you can't like if you're if if the mom can't breastfeed if the if baby's on a special allergic, formula is allergic to yeah. milk. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it's, yeah lactose issues. It's we a are problem. the richest country in the world. Not like actual like, but power wise and being able to do stuff. And we can't give food for babies. What the hell? <laughs> well, I, it it brings me back to in the midst of like when we were do, we were going through all the the supply chain shortages. Not only were we or or whenever Trump decided I'm going to shut down the ports from China, suddenly we're like, wait a minute, where the hell are we going to get our insulin from? Yeah. And suddenly all these diabetics were were shit out of luck when it came to insulin, and no one could get anything. So people with real medical issues that needed this substance to literally regulate how they live their lives and they weren't getting it. So, I, I so, mean, all right. So oh. let's, let's bring this back around to dinosaurs. So here we are as human society, we are becoming very overpopulated to be difficult to feed and manufacture things to feed even the youngest of us humans. We've talked about robots. We've talked about all kinds of stuff on this podcast. How do we continue to grow in the numbers we grow and be able to feed our society and also and also with the Supreme Court leak of the abortion overturning with Roe v. Wade? I mean, it's like. I mean, it's yeah. like there's all kinds of stuff going on in our world right now. You hear that? I just heard the the crack of a can of worms opening. Uh, <laughs> I'm not so, going. To, I'm not going to that. But it's like, man, our society it, as a world, the numbers of humans on our world, it becomes difficult to be able to feed and keep everything sustained with the numbers that we continue to grow at. So, all right, here before I, we move I on. Hey, before we move on, I just wanted to say one thing since I didn't want to talk about it, but since we did talk about it, I just want to say <laughs> the tragedy in Texas is disgusting and it yeah. just made me so sad. And it's why I, I just didn't want to talk about it. it yeah. Just, I mean, you don't want to talk about it because we have kids and it's like yeah. how you can't even imagine the tragedies that the families are going through. I, I mean, they... They were at the local city uh, civic center waiting to hear if their child had been murdered in their school on one of the last days of school for that year. I can't imagine. It's just disgusting. Yeah. I, I, I respect you, you, like you not wanting to talk about it, but from like a media standpoint and like hosting a podcast, I think we owe it. We owe it to them to like acknowledge it you know as sad as it is the the other thing i want to mention is the and and I, i've dealt with it in my past you guys probably uh, to some extent i'm sure everybody seems to deal with it at some point i know my son has dealt with it but the bullying that happens in the school has got to stop because this is what drives a lot of the anger and bitterness inside of individuals when it happens on a constant basis that drives uh, a lot of these tragic uh, instances to happen. It's like kids have to understand that when they, when they, when they speak 
negatively about another individual that either has a speech impediment or which I think was the case in, in this, this individual's life, it, it really affects somebody. And if somebody has a a mental illness or a struggle that only drives here, here's another thing with the American system. (laughs) We throw all these kids and most of them not having great home lives. Just throw these kids into this school where it's underfunded and a lot of people who are burnt out teaching don't really care. It's just, yeah. it's just, a, or and, and are underpaid and, and are underpaid, underpaid, underpaid. And then people who should, who, people who yeah. should be teaching great teachers, they don't want to do it because it's not yeah. worth it. They're retiring. The crappy they're people. Yeah. And you have crappy people like Connor. We, we've had some bad teachers. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant crappy people like Connor. Connor was well, crappy people. Shitty that people too. like Connor. That, that piece of shit. Yeah. Connor. I, I can't name you, my single. You jerk. Yeah. You jerk. Lay, lay it on me, folks. Like I asshole. can't name a single person who benefited my life for the better. And, and like until I got into college, I was like, what the hell am I learning? What am I? Like seriously, what am I learning? Yeah. Like point, speaking point of like getting me. Speaking of like getting bullied and stuff, like my gosh, like. I don't, I don't know how it was was for you, Connor, because we weren't really like. I, I'm in, telling you right now, I got it far worse than either you or Austin ever. <laughs> no, you did not. Uh, are you kidding me? I'm, had, I'm not. Oh kidding yeah, you. dude. I I had to deal with all like I. So I let me. I gotta tell you this quick story because it still happens today. Did someone I put your pe- their penis on you? Uh, worse, worse, <laughs> worse. But so like. You know, what's worse than that? Wow. All right. Just blatant racism. Um, Yeah. So I thought it was like, you know, I I mean, the three of us, we got bullied to no end. Like, we weren't, we weren't weird. We weren't like overly nerdy or anything. People are just fucking assholes. We were were regular kids. It's ridiculous. The, The people we got bullied by were like the redneck hicks who like thought they were uh better better than everyone because you know they 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 go out and they shut corn for a living and god knows what with dogs and peanut butter so i went to do a wedding and one of the groomsmen um oh i'm not gonna should, should, I, should i just add him should i just add him do it know, yeah do just it. do it just do uh, it was Fuck luke, luke luke manual you got you remember you remember him luke manual uh, yeah you told me the story I, yeah so I, I, I'm going to use some really strong language. Uh, <laughs> I've already opened that can of worms. <laughs> I, so he was pissed drunk and he lives his house. He grew up right beside where mom and dad grew up or mom and dad live. And I, I was taking my DJ equipment back. Drunk to words, their speak house. sober thoughts. Well, I, I mean, this just, I, I, yeah, but he, he was, he was drunk and he hadn't really talked to me. And I always thought Luke was like one of the nicer ones to me in high school. Um, he, I, I say, Hey, I can take him home. No worries. And he says, no, I'm, I will drive myself home because I'm not letting a fucking gook like you drive me home. And I was like, Wow. All right. And I thought to myself, you so can like, how can you just someone that say truck? that to you after like being like, just like in your life, like not like friends wise, but just like knowing you your whole life. You know what I'm saying? 
I told him, I said, have fun getting home, asshole. And then I turned around and I packed up my stuff and left. And it's ridiculous. You know, I was in, it, was it, it, it yeah, I, when I was in high school, I always had a, a group that was just always like, same thing. They'd all hang out. It was the, it was the kind of redneck group. And you're the coolest, Chris. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I ended up, I remember playing in PE. No, I wasn't the coolest with that group. I'll tell you that. Uh, I remember they were like a year older than me and I was in PE class and we were playing football. One of them, which ended up having a child with one of my cousins, which was very strange, but ended up throwing a football and totally shattering my, my fingers. Cause they threw it as hard as I could. I caught the ball though. I'll say that, but ended up having to have surgery because I of, remember that. Yeah. So I had, I had fingers that had pins coming out of them with a cat full arm oh cast on because of how, how big of a jerk that he was and the group that he ran with was. And it's like, you know, it's like when you get out of school, none of this crap matters because you don't even see those people and who cares about them anymore. But like when you're in school, it's like it's everything, you know? Yeah, it's everything. And it's like these kids that get constant bullying. It's like, man, p- kids need to just grow up and realize they're not all that it matters. It starts with their parents. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. that's true. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah maybe this wasn't the best thing for me to do, but here recently about a month ago, I was eating dinner with my, my mom and my dad. And, um, I had made a joke about someone posting on Facebook who had like the worst spelling and grammar mistakes on the planet. Um, and he was one of my friends, but oftentimes joined in when people were, were not your saying and doing a lot of really awful stuff to me. Yeah. And peer pressure. Yeah, and so and so I I was like poking fun at him. My dad was like, yeah, and joins in. My mom was like, you need to stop. And I said, no, because these people treated me horribly throughout my entire life. And you know what? They I it people like that don't change. And I I don't care. I don't care about their well being. They treated me horribly what they get is, is, is what they've got coming to them. It makes it difficult in these small towns that we live in. And I know a lot of others live in, I don't know about the community in Texas, but I think it was a fairly small town. Um, and it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. You just, you got clicks and groups and then you got others that deal with, uh, the, the brunt of being, the one that's picked on because they can't ever fit in with those groups. And it's just, it, it's disgusting. It's like, why can't, why can't kids just all get along and not worry about what the other person wears, not worry about what the other person does, not care the race of the the other person, not care what they're interested in. It's like, we're all, we're all humans and we all have our own, interests and we can't control where we come from or the families we're part of. And it's like, if we could solve that problem, I think that's what solves these issues. But for some reason, it's just rampant everywhere. I think, I think Austin Preston and I became such good friends because we bonded over so many 
similar experiences and shared the same ideals and we were just like screw those guys look at, look at us look at us ragtag group of kids who just doesn't even care except for the things that we do you know and look at and look at the stuff you're creating now and yeah, the others are true. out fishing on a pond somewhere yeah fishing <laughs> nothing wrong pond. with fishing on a pond but Col- you are an asshole <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> I, I hope you're not catching anything um i, I, yeah. I imagine we're getting close to being done so i, I want to answer yeah. your question chris um so I sent you I sent you the script and my answer lies within the script. I I it's ridiculous, it's funny, but I put a lot of like very serious ideals behind there and the fact that like eventually all food becomes artificial. We suddenly are moving away from food and are getting most of our nutrients from like uh you know vi- like vitamins or supplements or something like that because we can't get it from elsewhere. Mm. We have um, stopped going outside because outside no longer offers us anything anymore. Um, wow. So, I know that's, yeah. that's, that's why Preston's prepping and planning and losing all this weight. That way he doesn't have to eat as much food in the <sighs> future. He can just yeah. live off supplements. Oh, I'm screwed. I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> like Supplo- supplements and beer yeah, and exactly. body, body armor drinks. I'll be living off of, uh, <laughs> like, trying to find the closest thing to meat, getting worms out of the ground. I don't know, something like that. Speaking of yeah. meat, Connor, I can't eat turkey no more. Why? You're totally done with meat? Done with turkey. The only real meat I'm eating now is chicken and pork. What happened to turkey? You're you're like a reverse Jew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and <laughs> cut. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Really, though, what happened with turkey? I thought that's like your go-to. It, it was for a while, and I was fine with it. But over the past year, um, I can't, I can't do it anymore. It I, ruins I, I me for a week. I think you've eaten so much of it that your body's like, you got to stop, dude. Have you? Have it you ruins- been watching? Have you been watching turkey YouTube videos or something? Like you just feel sorry for them now? No, I mean, no. I feel feel sorry for a lot of animals, but I just can't. I can't give up meat completely. I don't know. It's really hard to give up meat completely. Yeah. (laughs) What you can't see is the turkey off to the side holding a gun to the side of his head. (laughs) I see it over there. Go on. Say it. I'm done with turkey. Turkeys are great. Don't eat. <laughs> Why are you done with turkey? <laughs> the, the, the turkey president uh, finally took over. <laughs> Can you get that Rick and Morty reference? <laughs> oh yeah, we he turns, he turns them out. He, <laughs> they all they infiltrate the turkey truck to find Rick, and he's like, "Oh shit, they've caught." <laughs> he gets the presidential pardon, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, good God, that's what we had a we had a become turkeys. So we have a turkey processing plant back behind where I work, <laughs> and oh, just a few of the worst. <laughs> few a, a few weeks ago, there was a turkey truck that we had like really high winds that morning. This truck was coming around the corner on forty one and like totally blew over. Turkeys were everywhere. I was like, I think all those turkeys had it had it out for that driver. They're like, all right, when we get this corner, everybody raise their wings, and it's like. <laughs> The whole truck blew over. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, man. 
Uh, Turkeys are like right, one so of the no. animals I don't feel that bad for because they're so dumb. <laughs> yeah. What'd yeah. you say? <laughs> I'm t- I didn't. Oh. I didn't mean, <laughs> what are you going to do it? What are you going to do at Thanksgiving? I don't even eat turkey. I don't even really like Thanksgiving turkey, to be honest. Oh my yeah, God. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> But yeah, like uh, I think it was like two weeks ago. I was like, all right, I'm done. I, I made we made tacos. I ate them, and for a week straight, nothing but just it, it was you bad. Can't have pork carnitas. It was bad. Those <laughs> tacos. I like those. <laughs> chicken and pork. Chicken and pork. All right. I, I think we'll eventually all become turkeys, and then like the one turkey we all follow will go by the name Jive Turkey. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> I think I'm too tired to finish this now. I'm saying <laughs> thank I'm you saying guys gibberish. so much for tuning into the whatever podcast where we talk about whatever. As we uh, did tonight. I, I, and I don't know about you guys, but I think my reverse Jew joke landed quite well. <laughs> yeah, I think it I'm did. Cur- I'm, I'm curious. Why are you like sitting in the pitch black dark? Tonight? Oh, I forgot. I forgot to talk about that. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Oxlottles don't like light. They like freak out. So I have to keep the lights off. <laughs> like some her- hermit. What's even, what's even weirder is that they're interested in humans. So when I come oh. in here, he like swims to the front of the tank and he just, he's <laughs> like, Hey, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. I I really like, I've got a turtle out in the garage, like an a- African side neck turtle. And it's like, I try to sneak in the garage. Cause like he can hear the footsteps for some reason. He's like, Oh dude, come here over here and I'm feed out. me again. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you, you don't, it's like, gosh, I've, 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 learn to have to try to sneak through my garage when I go out there now. Or he's like, Oh, yeah. there's a human. Feeding there's time. another human. That means food. <laughs> well, it's a good thing. It's just a turtle, but what yeah. African side neck turtle? My God, what do you got? Like a, he's got a got prehistoric there. planet. Yeah. In your garage, Dude, yeah. That's a whole nother episode of how many animals we have. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Peace out and piss off. Adios. Deuces. Uh.